From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. You're with Tracy Mack. We were all quite shocked yesterday when the Newcastle University uh, presented its 2021 annual report. It was tabled in Parliament and it reported a surplus of $185 million. Let's just repeat that. The annual report that was tabled in Parliament announced a $185 million surplus. Now, that is off the back of significant, significant redundancies that have been planned and have happened over at University of Newcastle. They have sacked hundreds of staff despite recording this obscene surplus. Joining me on the line now is the Newcastle branch president of the National Tertiary Education Union. It is uh, Dan Conway. Good morning and thanks for your time, Dan. Good morning, Tracy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How were you when you saw this? Um, I think, like a lot of staff, I was shocked to uh, see the number um, uh, written down as it was, $185 million, um, especially in the context of, uh, of the staff cuts, which you were just talking about. How many staff cuts have we seen? Look, it's, it's hard to say. Um, I think the ones that we have obvious transparency on is about 150 um, full-time or ongoing staff, but we also know in addition to that there's a lot of casual staff mm. that have lost work and a lot of fixed-term staff that haven't had contracts renewed. Now, we did have that conversation uh, a few months back. You and I talked about the casualisation of the staff over there, the fact that there's no security, the fact mm. that they don't have, you know, they don't have tenure for want of a better word, but... Obviously, this is showing exactly where we're sitting. The fact that they've got an $185 million surplus, but we're casualising the, uh, the teaching out there at Newcastle University. It must be very tough for the union to, to try to reconcile all of this. I think it's not just tough for the union, it's tough for the staff more broadly, and it should be tough for the community mm. to reconcile this. Uh, I don't shy away from the fact that... Um, that $185 million is split into different categories. Mm -hmm. So there is within that some portions of it that are restricted and they're tied to certain funding uh, or or certain opportunities that the university might have. But you can't ignore the fact that uh, a significant amount of that money is available for management to use to support staff and students and it's simply a choice that they make to uh, spend it elsewhere. And look, I mean, it is great for the university. It, it shows the, the level of, of success for it. It shows that it's, it's handling things well. So that's a good thing, obviously, that, that you know, they are making money. They are staying on top of the game. That's got to be a good thing for Newcastle as well. That's a great thing for Newcastle and the community. I think the, the thing that I struggle with is that any organisation that reported a surplus uh, to this extent would be out there singing from the rooftops about how fabulous it was. Mm. Instead, we see uh, this positioning of trying to say, well, the money's not real money, it's paper money, um, it's a one-off, as a a result of a one-off investment. Mm. Um, I'd say to that that uh, all investment returns are arguably one-off, and certainly the university over the last 10 years has had, uh, if you want to look at it that way, one-off returns of, on average, $50 million a year. And they're coming off the back of hardworking staff who are overworked, underpaid, on casual contracts, not having contracts reviewed. That's what this is all coming off the back of, isn't it? That's that's right. So I think, um, you know, people that have lost their jobs, uh, I've had numerous people contact me over the last day or so about this. 
Um, I've had current staff that are still there contact me very upset about this. It's not just the people that have to go home and explain to their families I don't have a job any longer. Um, it's the people that end up staying at the university, um, a, a place which people love to work and are now burdened with the workload, but, uh, but they're left with as a result of sacking staff. It's not. Uh, it's not good enough. There's. Uh, there's no doubt about that. We. We deserve better, and uh, we deserve better as parents and as people who are sending our children to be educated there. We deserve much better than that. Where do we go to from here, Dan? What's the plan? I mean, I know we've got a new federal government that uh, that is you know going to be sworn in properly in the next couple of weeks. Where do we go to from here? I, I guess I'll address that firstly on a local level. I think it's very important to, to recognise that we are smack bang in the middle of enterprise bargaining. Um, we're Ooh, negotiating. Bad timing for them. <laughs> <laughs> we're, negotiating, we're negotiating a number of things on behalf of staff and, and casualisation and improving that casualisation issue is one of them. And mm. to be fair, management has expressed an interest in trying to resolve that. They accept that there is an issue um, in some areas. Um, we are seeking pay rises for staff and obviously it's going to be very hard to say no to a pay rise in light of both the mm. broader economic environment, um, a headline inflation of 5.1% and uh, also a surplus of $185 million. On the federal level, um, I note the Vice-Chancellor's comments yesterday about uh, that the union should perhaps uh, work with the university to pressure federal government to, to have a capital investment program but that's fit for purpose and we would strongly support that and indeed uh, previously have suggested exactly mm-hmm. the same to the university management. So if they're, if they're serious about lobbying government to uh, fix the funding issues, because I don't deny there are structural funding issues in higher education, um, but it's very hard uh, to uh, get a minister to send money when, as, as Minister Birmingham said some years ago, there's universities are rivers of gold mm. and, and, and they see these headline numbers and they go, well, you guys don't need any more money. I, I on one hand, understand that, but mm. equally, those rivers of gold, in our view, don't flow to where they need to go. Absolutely. And, you know, if you were any other business in, in this city, $185 million profit, you'd be screaming from the rooftops, you'd be doing backflips, you'd be giving pay rises to all your staff, you'd be looking after everybody who's part of the family and going along the journey. But $185 million profit for a university that is supposed to be not for profit, that doesn't stack up, mate, in, in anybody's anybody's pub test. No, it doesn't. And, and look, University finances and large corporation finances are complex things, and I don't expect people to get across the detail of it. And and it's it, it's a big number, and I accept mm. that it does break down into different things. But the simple way of looking at it is, you know, if I had a one-off windfall of winning the lotto, and I had kids to feed, and the kids weren't being fed properly, um, then I would say it's negligent not to dip into that lotto winnings to, to feed the kids, so to speak. That is the best analogy that you could have given me. That is absolutely spot on. Look, Dan, best of luck. It is, uh, it's a horrible situation, you know, to be, uh, to be getting told that, you know, we're all in this together and tighten your belts and we'll all be okay, we'll save the, the University of Newcastle, and then to see that is a slap in the face to you all. So best of luck with, uh, with the enterprise bargaining, best of luck with getting more funding uh, from the, uh, the incoming federal government, and, uh, yeah, just uh, stay positive out there, won't you? It's all you can do. 
Uh, well, Tracy, thank you very much for your support. And, and I would note that uh, we are ramping up to industrial action um, and getting ready for that. And I would hope that the community uh, and students get behind us on that. I think it's important, as you said earlier, for a strong university for the staff to be engaged and, and happy in what they're doing uh, in order to make sure the students are getting what they deserve. What are the timings looking like for that industrial action? Uh, we're, we're, it'll be sometime in mid-semester, mm. uh, sorry, semester two, okay. sometime early semester two. Fantastic. Best of luck. Keep us in the loop and uh, and we'll have a chat once uh, once that is firmed up and we know where, where we're going with that industrial action. No worries. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks. I appreciate it. That is uh, Dan Conway from the uh, National Tertiary Education Unit. He is the Newcastle branch president and uh, it does sound like a huge number, doesn't it? $185 million surplus. But hey, tighten your belts. We can't offer new contracts. We're doing it tough. Yeah doing it tough with $185 million surplus. Just remember, that's where our kids go. That's where our next lot of doctors go. And we need to look after our university teachers exactly in the same way that we need to look after the rest of our school teachers. It's just an untenable situation if we don't fix it. And it's the future generations. It's the generations who may find a cure for cancer and may find out exactly why COVID exists and why some people get it and some people don't. That's where we need to be looking for the future. You're Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. With over nine decades of combined media experience, Tracy Mack and Michael Blaxland bring you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from nine, only on Newcastle Live.